In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. The sovereign God of the universe is worthy of our praise regardless of our circumstances. That's why Paul could rejoice. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my good friend Dale Culver, and this is Equipping Men in 10. How you doing, my man? Doing wonderful. Hey man, social distancing and everybody staying healthy. Yeah, we're I'm healthy. Everyone keeping calm. We are. Actually, my kids are doing better that they're staying home. My boy is doing really good. Cool. So, well, are you homeschooling him? <laughs> yeah, I actually farmed that out to my two daughters that got iPad-ing laid off. It? Are you iPadding him? No, he got a Google Chromebook. Wow, from, from the school? school. So wow. actually, he is going on and doing schooling from that and. I got two older daughters that got laid off. They're teaching them. Sweet. Unless you're one of the older daughters who's laid off. So, hey, <laughs> you got a man law for me today? I do. <laughs> this is uh, goes with along with what's going on in our world today, and it is unexpected things do happen. So try to be ready for just about anything. Just kind of try to think ahead, guys. Uh, you never know. Um, and that goes with your marriage, raising your kids, everything. That's really good, man. I think I'm really good at doing that with long-term big things, but it's the daily little things that annoy me that I snap back at. And I really need to grow in that area. It's how I respond or react to like anything. So, you know, I think there's a macro and a micro, and I think you would agree I'm good on the macro, but I could improve on the micro. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's just, it's just from leaving plants out when it's going to freeze and you're going to lose those to, anything leaving your laundry in the washer too long (laughs) you just got you got it you're got to be constantly thinking about things that are going on yeah and try to be aware of what's happening well and speaking of what's happening we've you know we've got a lot happening in our country right now we're hitting uh the peak in a lot of areas of this coronavirus uh i've tried to address with the men how to prep how to have the right mindset you know different things and uh, one of the things i've realized is is your mindset is everything and I heard a, a guy on the news, a pastor in Texas, more known by me as an author, phenomenal author, Max Lucado, and he talked about an acrostic 
that he uses with his people, and he uses it from the book of Philippians chapter 4, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible, probably the favorite book, and Philippians chapter 4 is probably one of two, my two favorite chapters, two and four are my two, I just, well, actually the whole book. And so I, I wanted to take what he shared and share it with our guys, because it's our responsibility as men to navigate with our families through this. So for me, I, I find myself kind of kind of knocking Shanna back figuratively, like, okay, this is, no, 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 this is true, no, calm down, you need to do this, and just kind of coaching her through all this, because it's my job, and my kids, and with Easter, how we're going to handle it, and so I just want to talk to you about this thing, uh, and how how do we, how can I give you some practical help? So if you have your Bibles, look at Philippians 4, if you don't, I'm just going to read it to you. So what I want to tell you, Philippians chapter 4 is actually one of three books of the Bible called the prison epistles. In other words, we know for sure from the text that these three were written from while Paul was in prison. And so that's important that you note that, because when I read this, you're not going to think it's a man in prison. And when you understand the context, it may help you, uh, as some of us are in these prisons of social distancing and self-confinement and quarantine. So in verse 4 of chapter 4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be made known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So look at verse 4. From prison, Paul writes, Rejoice not always. Again, I will say rejoice. Paul was able to celebrate God through praise. So that that's the key word, celebrate. Key letter, C. Celebrate God through praise. Paul was able to praise God in the midst of his storm, in the midst of his containment and confinement, because he understood who God is. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus teaches us to pray, Our Father in heaven. The first part of that prayer is to acknowledge who God is. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, we learn in Hebrews chapter 13. He hangs the stars and calls them by names. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every thought from afar. He knew you before you were ever born. So this is the this God, the sovereign God of the universe, is worthy of our praise regardless of our circumstances. That's why Paul could rejoice Joy is what happens in you. Happiness is what happens to you. This is a great season, men, to be celebrative, to be pra- to give God praise in the midst of a loss of a job. My wife is, has will has not worked and will not work for two and a half months. That's two and a half months of income not coming into our household, and honestly, haven't skipped a beat because our focus is not on our checkbook. Our focus is on bigger things. So celebrate God through praise. The next one is in verse 6. Verse 6 is the single most used verse. I have prayed over people in my 30 years of ministry. I have prayed this verse more than ever any other verse because I have found in this this day and age we have rapid information in this fast-paced world, people struggle with anxiety more than they've ever struggled with anything. And anxiety is simply an inward focus on things that have not actually happened. 
when we worry, when we're anxious, these are not things that have happened. They're things we think that will happen. It's ludicrous. And so when you think of verse six, it says this, and I'm going to go off my memory. So whatever version, I think I'm memorized this in, in NIV. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and petition. New American Standard says supplication. Make your requests known to God, and the God of peace, who transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if C is celebrate God in praise, A is ask God to help you with your anxiety. From prison, Paul is saying this. He didn't know if he was going to die. And he's saying, don't be anxious, people. Just make your request known to God. And so this is a great time for us to come to God with thanksgiving and to ask him to help us. I, I don't know about you, Dale, but I'm spending more time with my wife. I'm spending more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing my son Darby at 24 years old, just bought a house. And Friday, I'm going to go down and, and help him move in. I'm a, able to do that because of social distancing. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that we're experiencing right now. I don't know about you, but I'm spending less money every month because we're not driving around. We're not eating out. <laughs> it's actually kind of glorious. I'm just hanging out with my wife a lot more. So we can be thankful for these things. And, it's, and so we ask God to help us, and then we'd be thankful. We're thankful in the midst of it. So verse 7. I love this verse, and this, again, helps us in our acrostic we're going to go through today. And uh, verse 7 simply says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So I, I apologize. I actually memorized 6 and 7. I just run them together all the time. But if we want to celebrate God with praise, we want to ask God to help us during our times of anxiety. And L, we want to lean into Jesus. Lean into into Jesus. Uh, this is so important. If you go to any In-N-Out Burger, which is a popular hamburger joint uh, on the West Coast, if you get a uh, like their medium-sized Coke cup, underneath it is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. In other words, do not lean on your own understanding. Lean into Jesus. When I was in college, I had a poster in my dorm room that was a a huge cliff and a guy climbing it, and underneath it was Psalm 62.1, and it said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I apologize, Sixty Psalm 61.2. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lean into Jesus. This is a great time for you to lean into him. Maybe you're unemployed. Maybe you have coronavirus. Maybe you're, you have a loved one with coronavirus. Maybe you've uh, had to take a leave of absence. Maybe your your job has let you go. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. We can lean more into Jesus now than ever. Don't lean into the government. Don't lean into our government officials. Don't lean into your employer. That's empty compared to leaning into Jesus Christ. And the last is found in verse 8. And verse 8 is beautiful. It just says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute or good reputation, if there's anything excellent or worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So the last letter of our acrostic M stands for, do you know what it is? Do you? I do. What is it? Because I typed this out. Ah, meditate. Yeah, yes. You win the prize. Meditate. So people are watching us. God is, Jesus called us the light of the world. He called us the salt of the earth. Let's think about the half full glass. Let's meditate on the positive things. Let's meditate on the good things. Let's, let's think about things that will get us through this crisis. Because I'm telling you, when your mind starts to shut down, you start to shut down. You are only as healthy as what's going on between the ears. So I really want to encourage you to 
Think about positive things to to focus on the things that really will push you forward and get you through this. And and mostly to focus on the positive things that will get your family through this. Guys, you have a great opportunity more now now more than ever to lead your families through this pandemic and so we trust that you will do that. Guys, we are so thankful for what you're doing. Hey guys, make sure you head on over to our website. Dale's done a great job on updating that. menintherena.org. Pick up a free copy of my bathroom book for men. You're going to love this book. If you're not on the forum, Facebook forum for men, men in the arena, you really need to get on that. And if you are a men's ministry leader, we've got a brand new forum just coming for coming in for all of you guys that are leading small groups or leading the ministry at your church. You're going to love this thing, guys. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Stay calm. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.